Hey, besties. Welcome to the BFF Bookcast. We're your hosts, Teresa and Katie. Before we jump in, we just want to remind everyone that while we discuss our own thoughts and opinions, just remember we are here to have a good time. And as always, please check trigger warnings before reading any books we will be discussing. And beware, we curse like the Bat Boys probably do during their annual snowball fight. Hey, Teresa. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the countdown was like also part of the recording, which is exciting. I hope it was. (laughs) I hope it was too. I I feel like you this week because I was like sitting here waiting for you to log in and I was like, what are we talking about today? And then I was like, oh, fuck, we're talking about Happy Place. So I'd like run upstairs and grab my book because... Obviously. I, well, it's funny because like when I was texting you, I think it was yesterday to ask if you want to like record in person because your mom wants to meet Leah. I was like, wait a minute, are we recording this week? Because I, in my mind, I'm thinking about next week. Yeah. Because of because like I have to make plans like because Tom's at a beef steak at night for his like football alumni with college. I, and I'll be in the city during the day. I'm bringing my mom here so she can watch Leah while we record. Because I was like, at first I was like, oh, she'll probably be fine. I was like, you know what? Knowing my luck, my child's going to be like, <laughs> Yeah. As we're like talking to Amber. So like in my, in my mom, I was like, wait, are you, wait, do we record this? I was like so screwed up. <laughs> no, same. And like, I'm, there's no, I don't like lately, honestly, like just like Instagram posts, like TikToks, like just like my schedule in general, I feel like so out of whack. Like I'm normally like very prepared and like very um, on top of things. I mean, you know, I will record maybe like 15 TikToks in like a day. Yeah. Or and I'll take like 10 pictures. Like that's like, I'll just do that for like an hour and then I'll be good and I won't have to think about it. The past like month I've been like – just getting by by the seat of my fucking yeah but you just had a baby i'm just like vibing over here <laughs> maybe my baby brain and postpartum brain are going to you i know that this is i mean this is a very bad excuse i think a part of it was the playoffs like the hockey playoffs because every i mean i'm watching every game i'm crazy i'm watch. i watched basically 90 percent of the games depending on i mean last night's game was on at 10 i watched like 10 minutes i passed out but the devil's games are I mean, every other night takes up like three hours of my night. You have to watch. And then I went to a few of them. I thought you were about to say I went to a funeral. I was going to be like, wait, who died? No. (laughs) My motivation's dead. I've I've buried that. May it rest Um, in peace. (laughs) Yeah. No, but I just feel like the last few weeks, I mean, like, it's been a a month since the playoffs started. Now that the Devils are out, I feel like I can concentrate more because – if I miss, like, I mean, game seven tonight, Dallas and the Kraken, and I'm only mentioning it, one, because it's a game seven, which is very exciting, but the Kraken have really embraced book talk, and um, there is a lot of love for them on, like, hockey book talk. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, we love it, and then a lot of people are mad about it. Why? Because they're like, it's just like a hockey team who's now trying to, like, gain, like, popularity. Like by using book talk. But isn't that what's like? It doesn't bother me. (laughs) I mean, I know I made a bit. I mean, this is not a happy place at all. This is very off topic, but um, we'll get into it in a minute. But I know that I made a video a few weeks ago, I think, just about um, one 
authors who write, and this is not hockey related. This is just sports romance related who write sports romances, but know nothing about the sport. And I do feel like there are a lot of authors who noticed hockey being like a very popular genre, hockey romances who are now writing them and like, don't really know the sport, which is kind of frustrating. Um, and I think that they're, I think like as a female fan, and maybe we did talk about this in our last spelling the tea, but I think as a female fan now, um, you know, having to kind of like prove your fandom mm-hmm. um, and like prove that you know the sport and prove that you know the players and prove that you know the team and like always having like guys be like, oh, well, you only like this player because you think he's cute, which no, but I mean, if he is cute, then like bonus points, obviously. Um, but now there's like, I feel like a lot of, people who watch only because the players are cute and i feel like it's like putting us back a few a few years but it doesn't fucking matter honestly i'm just excited that people are watching hockey to be honest with you so and i like the seattle kraken and two really i mean there's a lot of attractive men on that team but two very attractive men on that team and listen they're pretty good at hockey they're very good looking if if they're getting fans based on their looks and then people are sticking around because they actually like the sport, then good for them. Yeah, I'm here for Preach. that. Preach. <laughs> Preach. Kudos. <laughs> Do what you But Vince, Vince Dunn or Wenny, if you're listening, sup, baby? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I'm happily married, but could be persuaded. <laughs> Gill your out, pack of bags. <laughs> uh just kidding or am i no kidding okay (laughs) anyway we're here today 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 okay so this is kind of full circle for us um because our first ever podcast episode Mm -hmm. was book lovers by emily henry and now today we're here almost almost a year later happy place by emily henry and honestly like i i say i loved it i know that there was controversy um, when the arcs went out on NetGalley, because some people hated it. Do tell why. I'd be curious. So I didn't see any of those videos. The review. Okay, so the reviews that I saw of people who didn't like it, I think. So I've said it before, but I don't really, I don't put Emily Henry in the romantic comedy genre. But I know Not a lot all. of people do. I think yes. Beach read, book lovers, people who meet on vacation, they have witty, funny moments. Emily Henry does banter so well. She so, so well. Camera. Agreed. Legitimately, like, give her a crown. The banter is unmatched. But just because there's funny aspects of a of a book does not make them romantic comedies. I believe that this is very, like, very contemporary romance. Um, there's a lot of heavier topics. And... I mean, I don't know. I, I think that people just didn't like it because the romance, I mean, you don't really get I mean, the romance until like the very, very end. Very, very end. And like, I will say like her cover, though beautiful. Yeah. I guess it could, I don't want to say be misleading. Cause like, cause you're right. Like a lot of people want to put her in that romantic comedy genre, but I again, you and I are very similar. This I, I don't believe. I know you don't believe that this these her books are romantic comedies. No. So I guess if you're unsure, 
we'll play that game. Let's just say you don't know who Emily Henry is and you see this cover, you're judging the book by its cover because it's cute and you want it. This looks like a fun cover. So I guess if you went in just going based off of like, hey, the quick synopsis, seeing the cover, you're kind of thinking it's gonna be a little light and airy. And I will say this, yes, there's heavier aspects, but like, I don't know about you, but I feel like I walked away like with my eyes wider opened. No, with my eyes more wide open. <laughs> I'm okay. But you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I think it kind of speak. it like spoke to my soul because like we've both been with people for very long times. Mm-hmm. I can't talk today. So if, you know, if anyone's listening, it's, it's the pregnancy brain. There's no sleep happening. So if I mean, it's not the talk, pregnancy brain anymore. It's the postpartum brain now. You know, it's funny because everyone's like, you know, the postpartum brain's so much worse. I'm like, no, yeah, it is. But like, let's talk about why. It's because we're not getting fucking sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's the reason why it's not working. It's because my hormones are crashing and I'm not sleeping. Anywho. Um, but, like, when you're with someone for such a long period of time, especially, like, two people, one person was in college. Like, I don't know. Like, I just felt like it was very – a well-rounded book of, like, things that can happen in everyone's life. And I think, yep. like – I don't know. Like, I feel like I went in very open-minded. I almost feel like I learned something. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. communication. Like, talk to people. Don't just assume. Yeah. Um, which is everything that my therapist used to tell me to do. <laughs> but you know, what I mean? but it's true. Like you start out at a certain age, you start dating. Like I always think about like Tom and I, like I was in, I just started my grad program. Like my grad program is extremely rigorous. Like I was in classes and at clinicals, mm-hmm. like, and I chose to work during it, which they told you not to work during it. Um, cause of how heavy, like the course load and all like the work and studying was, but I still chose to do that. And it, so it's like, Kind of like looking back at like what 23 and 24 year old Katie and Tom are like versus 33 and 34 year old Katie and Tom. Like, it's just like you and Gil, like you and Gil been together since what, 1920 and now you're 34, 33. Like you think about like how much you have grown and changed and like changed together. And it's like exactly what happened between Wynn and Harriet, which like, why is her name Harriet? But we'll talk about that later. Um no offense to Harriet's out there in the world. I, my, my, my meaning. This is Katie's like, official declare. This is her villain origin story. This is her. She's putting her stake in the ground. Katie against the Harriets of the world. I mean, like my first thought was like Harriet the Spy. That was a bomb ass movie back in the nineties. But I'm like, yeah. Um, but also like that was like our ages. So, like I understand why. But Harriet, like whatever. Yeah, I wasn't feeling the name either. I, I think it just didn't flow. It wasn't flowing. I mean, I liked Harry. I think that was cute. Like I like yeah. a boy nickname for a girl. But again, back to my point. My long winded point that I can't seem to round about and finish and close but I just thought it was nice like you're like you start with a friend group you grow all together like people change you're always gonna have that person that just tries to like keep everything the same and like bottle mm-hmm. up in a box but like that's not the way life is then you have others who are like in a relationship different periods of life but then you stop communicating because you want best for one person they want the best for you and then you're almost like let me like let if you love them like release them type of thing and like that's what I got the sense of with these two mm-hmm. characters um so I personally absolutely fucking love this yeah no i like this book really resonated with me on a very like deep level yeah um not to get like so personal but we're gonna a little we're gonna get a little personal for a minute we're gonna you're gonna learn some stuff about me no but um yeah like you said gil and i have been together um for like 14 years um which is like wild and crazy when you really think about it we've only been married for one of those 14 which I know a lot of people would be like, oh, why didn't you break up with him? Like, if he wasn't proposed, we just, it wasn't the right well, time. Bitch, it's not your life, it's hers, so. Well, right. Well, that's this is what I'm getting at. So, like, 
there was a point in time when things were very rocky and it was probably like, I was like 28 or 29 at the time. And like when and Harriet, I mean, we didn't break up, but like it could have gone either way. Like they went kind of, they separated, but like they weren't, they kind of like, were like, why did we break up? Neither of them wanted it. Yeah. We're like, if they had just communicated, they probably could have worked things out and stayed together. Whereas Gil and I did talk things through and we did work things out and we did stay together. And like, thank God we did because we were just going through a rocky time when you're with, when you're together with somebody for as long, I mean, they were together, I think for 10 plus years or 10 years. When you're with somebody for that long, you're going to hit rocky patches. You're going to, um, change, you know, you're going to grow sometimes, sometimes in different directions. Sometimes somebody's growing faster than the other person. Mm -hmm. But if you have that, like that foundation and that, love and respect and they consider each other their best friends so even though maybe they weren't connecting on a romantic level at that time like after Wynn's father died which is completely understandable they still had so much like love and respect for each other that if they had only communicated they probably would have been able to work through it um and just getting them in the same room for a weekend helped them work through it but like that's just a, an adult relationship that is always going to happen like you and Tom at certain points in your life are like not going to see eye to eye on things or like 9%. you might, you know, experience something that is like very tragic to you and he might not know how to get through to you and like help you through that. And that's very upsetting as like a partner to not yeah. know how to be there for your person. Um, so like I understood where both of them were coming from. I think their like Wynn and Harry's issue was that they were both so similar. They both didn't feel good enough for the other say, person. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're like, they both had the same insecurities, which I think was like such like, that was the biggest issue in the relationship. And again, like it's because like, if you think about it too, and again, I think people do this without even thinking they do the book. Like, okay. Like Harriet was in her residency. So she's going to become a doctor. And I think it was like some kind of like brain surgeon, some kind of surgeon. Um, yeah. Maybe not brain, but like, okay. That's ER? Like, Maybe. Yeah. Either way. I don't know. You are a surgeon. You're a doctor. Like, incredible. Medical school's hard. Like, I was a bio major and I want to commit, you know, like, just just stop everything and be like, why am I doing this? Like, why did I commit myself to doing this? Like, this is so hard. And that's just a bio major as an undergrad. I don't want to know what pre-med and, like, med school's like. So I feel like a lot of us could probably look at these doctors and be like, they have a good life. Like, they got it together. They're not insecure. Like, they operate on people. You can't be insecure. Like, you could be insecure and be anybody in this world. It doesn't matter who yeah. you are, uh, like, what kind of profession you have, how much money you make. Like, you could still have the thoughts that someone who works at, like, Starbucks and makes coffees, which, you know what? Those baristas, I don't think I can do that either because people are psychotic with their coffee and those lines are long and busy. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I'm shaking my head so vigorously. No. <laughs> But you know what I mean? It's like you think you might have like like when thinks he's has like mundane job. He's not good at anything. Like he felt like he had like no direction. So he's seeing like his his fiance doing these incredible things and has moments of insecurity. So I like I think like we do that too. Like no matter who you are, whether you're with the person or you're not with the person, like you don't even go yeah, no. to. But it's like oh yeah, like what are their problems? And it's like well you have actually no idea. Yeah, I so I describe them both in. <laughs> This is what I do. But I describe both of them in my review as being like mirror ball girlies, like Taylor Swift. How like, I mean, the only reason why Harriet 
goes to med school and becomes a doctor is because she knows she knows it'll make her parents happy. Yeah. Like she she's constantly putting other people's needs and expectations of herself. Um other people's needs and expectations of her above her wants for herself. And like in the song Mirrorball, she's like, I, I'll do anything to keep you laughing, to keep you looking at me. Like, I just want everybody to like love me and like I want to be that person, but like really deep down, it's kind of like sad because when you're not being your true authentic self and you're only like living for other people's expectations, then you're not living, like you're not living a fulfilling life. Um, and I mean, at the end, like you see her parents and she tells them and like, they're like, they just want her to be happy. That's all any parent wants. Agreed. And I think like, it kind of goes back to like, sometimes you have to be like a little selfish, like don't be yeah. selfish 24 seven, but at the same time too, like you have to want things for you. You have to do things for you. You have to make yourself yeah. happy. Um, you know, it's really funny. Like this has no correlation at the same time too in my mind like it connects and it could just be the fact that i have no sleep but they tell you before they leave you leave like the hospital post baby like make sure you're taking care of yourself because in order to take care of your kid you have to be Mm -hmm. like okay like you have to be fed you have to be i mean you're going to be slave deprived like you have to have some kind of sleep like so and even like on airplanes, like they tell you to put your mask on before helping someone else. Like sometimes like you just have to think about those things. But, like sometimes you need to help you in order to kind of like help others too. Like you need it's, to be happy to like expand on your happiness and like let it like fulfill your life and everything else. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with like when you're on an airplane, like put your own oxygen mask on first before you can help somebody else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's all like it's all the same. Like. I'm, and again, too, like you also need to, like, they were so scared to fight with each other because they thought yeah. that it would push the other person away. I used to I feel like that when I was, when I was in like my early twenties, I always got such, like such bad anxiety about like fighting with Gil or if something was upsetting me, not wanting to tell him because yeah. I didn't want it to be a fight and I didn't want to push him away and I didn't want to come off like I was nagging him or anything like that. And then the older I got, I was like, if I'm one, if I can't communicate with him, then why are we together? Two, if I'm going to like brush all this under the rug and I'm like not happy about things, then one, you're not giving that person the opportunity to fix it and like, you know, be a better partner to you. And two, you're doing yourself like we said a disservice. So yeah. I like at the end how we, we get all that. Like they, yeah. they're open and they're honest with each other and they both choose each other at the end. Like she goes to the airport, but then she goes to leave and he's like racing there. So it's not like, oh, he stopped her or she, you know, just like, I like that they both were like, chose each other they the chose each other and they were like, no, like we are working this out. Like we are 100% in on this. Um, I like, I really, I like, I liked it a lot. It's just very different from, I think, book lovers or beach read or people being on vacation, which you get, you know, the whole story is like coming to a culmination, you know, like Nora and Charlie, like you get, they're like, they're flirting the whole time and you're like kind of giddy about it. And yeah, you know, dealing with. The topic of her mother's passing and all that but this book it was sad it was very sad i mean you get the flashbacks and you see them falling in love and like that's great and there are very cute funny moments like tension moments between them when they're in maine but it's a sad story until you get to the happily ever after well and even like with their friendships too like they go there yeah. because they all get like summoned there essentially mm-hmm. you find out that like 
you know, Harriet really isn't like answering or talking or texting her friends to keep her updated. Mind you, they hid the whole fact that they're breaking up because they don't want to ruin the friend group. Um, so again, putting everyone else's like happiness and everything else above theirs. Then yep. you find out that like the other friend never really is inviting them, oh, like the other couple over because they keep rescheduling. So it's like, and again, the fact that I didn't even write these names down, you know, what the hell? Sabrina. Sabri- is it Sabrina that's holding, trying to like hold everyone together? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you have like one person trying to like just hold everyone together. She's getting married, but everyone's like kind of shocked about that. It's just like so much is going on. But again, like we all have gone through that. We all have friend groups where again, like, like Teresa was just saying before, some people grow before the others. Some people are yeah. changing. Some people are moving. Some people are in school. Some people aren't. Some people have crazy jobs. It's like your friend group's always going to change in terms of like the maturity of it and what you're doing. Like we're not all like 19, 20, 21 years old going out raging, party girling. Like the minute you graduate college, your life is going to change again because your friend group's not going to remain the same. It'll be the same, right. but hopefully, but like things within it are going to change. Right. Like, so I was going to say, so, I mean, I have a lot of different friend groups, but I don't have a child, whereas most of my friends do, but I have my group of friends who live in New York and like, we're already, we're planning to go to drag brunch in a few weeks. And I know it's going to be an all day thing. I have no responsibilities. If I were to try to plan that with like my friends from high school who all have children, they would be down to do something, but it would be like, okay, we're going to go to brunch. We're going to come home. And like, I would probably be the only one who was like maybe getting a little out of control because they have other responsibilities. It doesn't make your friendship any less because things have changed. It just, You're in different your relationship your grows and now. evolves. Like even after college, I lived with my three, like three of my best friends. I still love them. They're still like my really good friends to this day. Um, but after college, like we kept trying to kind of hold on to that. Like we should go keep going to our, the college bars that we were going to. And like, what are we going to do this weekend? And then I, you know, I get a full-time job and my boyfriend now lives an hour away from me. And a lot of weekends I would go spend down with him. And I was kind of like, I don't want to say I was like the outcast of the group, but like things I couldn't prioritize my friendships. They couldn't be number one because I had to also prioritize my relationship. And I also had a job and, so things were changing, but that doesn't mean that these friendships mean any less to me now, especially even like four, you know, 10, 12 years later after college, they're still some of my best friends. So um, it's just, it's like, it is hard to like kind of give that up though. And like that, like they go to this house in Maine, Sabrina's parents, like I, they call it a cabin, but it's like, or a cottage, but it's a like, a, it's a mansion. <laughs> um they go, I mean, this is what they've been doing every summer they go. Like, imagine if every summer, like, we were just, like, we had a house that we went to. And then one summer, it's gone. It's and yeah. that's, like, that is very sad. I mean, we had a family beach house growing up in Sandy, which is now, like, 14 or 12, 14 years ago, however long it's been. Um, Got washed away. We had to sell the land and whatever. And now we just don't go to Ortley Beach anymore. And it's sad. Um, I mean, the further we've gotten from it, we're like, okay, like, whatever. But... Every, since I was born, every summer, that was where I was. And then one year we were just like, oh, house is gone. We see the same thing (laughs) with LBI. Like every year we'd go away for two weeks. You make, like my parents, and because we had stayed in the condo complex, like, or townhouse complex, I should say. It's like my parents ended up making friends. Gene and I made friends with people who like, you you kept in touch with all year round. You knew, like we only went for like two to three weeks. They lived there throughout the summer because it was their summer house. But still, like, you make these connections, you have these friends, like, you do this every year. And, like, you're saying, too, like, all of a sudden, one year, it just, like, stops. It's, like, that's 
it's but again like it's like things come to an end in life like it's just that's just yeah. the way life works but like but that's why i think i like this so much because it's so real like it like i don't know like yeah. it made you like self-reflect a lot like wow okay like this happens to everybody even I, our even our book character friends i feel like we were saying the same thing after book lovers too like how we just felt like the characters were so real in the story i mean it was silly i mean there's things that are just like unrealistic and things that are silly at times but the way that Emily Henry writes like human relationships is mm -hmm. very like not coming up with the right word, but they just feel very real. It's like very genuine yeah, and feels very much like I can apply myself to a lot of these scenarios. Like I've been in these positions before. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Like it's page three, but Harriet's describing her friends and says, my best friends taught me a new kind of quiet, the peaceful stillness of knowing one another so well, you don't need to fill the space and a kind of loud noise and a new kind of loud noise as a celebration as the overflow of joy at being alive here and now. And like, that's, we say it all the time. Like we could just like sit in a room and like stare at our phones, and like not talk, but like also like the people who you want to be with when you're celebrating, that's how you know that it's a best friend when you either you don't have to talk every day to know that they're still your best friends and you can sit in a room with them and not feel like awkward. If you're not talking, if you're kind of just like vibing out, but when you have something to celebrate, those are the people that you want there. Yeah. I also really like this is, um, page two fifty four, And I think this again, just speaks to just, it makes complete sense in my mind. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it'll resonate with you too. Um, this is what Wynn says. Maybe I used to think there'd be a perfect time or place, but now I think if you really want to be with someone, you don't wait for things to be perfect. And that's like so true. Like there's never a perfect time for anything. There's never a perfect time to, you know, move in together, get engaged, get married, have a baby. Like there's, there's no such thing as a perfect time. Like it's, you're not going to have enough There's no, there's, there's not. Just, there's just, it's never going to be a perfect time. You can always no. find some kind of excuse. But like, and I think that was their biggest issue too, is like they were waiting for the perfect moment for this or the perfect moment to like get married at. And like, there's no such thing. There's no such thing. There's not. It spoke to my soul. No, I understand. There's a part, um, it's page 97. And they're at the bookstore and they're talking about like books, whatever. And um, Parth, he goes, I picked this up because the Wall Street Journal gave it such a cranky review. I needed to read it myself. It's by this married couple who usually publish separately. One of them writes literary doorstop novels and the other writes romance. And it's about um, January and Gus. That's amazing. I know. I loved it. I was like, oh, that's um, January and Gus. I love it. Um, I actually, so because I am a bit of a nerd, as is our girl, uh, Harriet, um, on page 242, I had like a whole highlighted section because I just thought it was so great. And uh, Harriet's like, I want to go home. So when's like, we will, you and me in two days before so I want to see everything. And she goes like, my boobs. And he's like, those too. But I was thinking more like your boy band posters and embarrassing diaries. And then she says, jokes on you, the periodic table is my boy band poster. And he says like, God, you're such a nerd. Um, but like also LOL, because I understand that because that's, I feel like all that I had in my room for a while for school. Um, but I thought it was like so cute. And he's like, Do you, uh, at least my figure's against the back of his pre-naturally warm neck, but you still like me. You are my periodic table, he said back to her. Mm -hmm. And then she was like, I don't know what that means. And he said, it means when we get home, I'm covering our walls and the posters of you. But like, it's like so cute. Like, I don't know. Like, like you I, are that's my a, periodic poster. Like, he they're would, just he would so cute. Yes. Oh, that's the thing. Like, he loved her so much. Like, from the so minute hard. he picks her up yeah. at the airport, 
he is infatuated by her. Mm-hmm. And all of their friends knew that they were like that that they were gonna like each other. Yes. Um and they put it off. They kept putting it off because they were like, we don't want to mess up the friend group. We don't want to mess up the friend group. And then finally they gave in and like, thank God. But I like use the blue tabs for sad, which like, I don't think you can see it. But um, this like part like kind of like made me really upset. <laughs> wow. She goes, I still, re- I, no, I just, I don't know. I was, when I started reading this, I because was, I, I so must have been hormonal. That, yeah. She that, goes, I like, still, relatable. Yeah, she goes, I still reach towards his side towards his side of the bed. Like if I can hold on to him for a minute, it won't be so hard to make it through another grueling day at the hospital and a never ending series of grueling days. That I will that I still wake from dreams oh, of his head between my thighs and reach for my phone whenever something particularly ridiculously funny happens. Um, only I remember that I can't tell him. That I spend more time trying not to think about him than actually thinking about anything. All the Heady nostalgia and sweltering losses become combustible, erupting into anger. Um, but like how she like still is like looking for him and like something happens in her life and she wants to call him, but she can't. And like all of these things, like the part where she literally says, I spend more time trying not to think about him than yeah. actually thinking about anything else is like, I don't know. I feel like I know what that feels like. Yeah. Well, And like, it sucks. And you know, it's like so funny too, because it's like, because <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm that girl that will be like, babe do you still love me but like and then oh like, i still do it yeah but i'm like no but but like do you like me too and he's like it's mm-hmm. the same shit and i'm like no no it's very different no. like you can love me but you might not like me like you have oh there's to, times like, yeah like, i'll still love you no matter what be like maybe in the moment i don't like you but like yeah it's like i always be like he's always like it's the same thing I'm like how's that <laughs> no it's like, completely different it's completely different and then like he'll be like oh yeah you're right i like you um and then my next favorite question is like am i your best friend because i better be your fucking best friend yeah <laughs> Yeah. That, I'm that meme. <laughs> no, I do. Gil gets so mad at me. I do the same thing. I'm like the whole like, oh, would you still love me if I was a worm? And he's like, no. And I'm like, that's rude. So he's like, well, would you still love me if I was a worm? And I'm like, no, that's disgusting. But you should love me no matter what. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh, you're pretty okay. crazy, bleeding. I've, I just um, like when I act out of hanger and I like I'll be like r- like ridiculous in the moment and then I'll be like afterwards like a sad puppy dog. Oh, do you still love me? <laughs> I do it. So obviously, I mean, like Parks and Rec is one of my favorite shows ever. And Leslie and Ben, their whole thing is I love you and I like you. And Gil and I say that to each other sometimes, only when we're feeling like extra cute. So like maybe like once every like once a quarter. Um, only once a quarter. <laughs> so another, I really. I related to this part with Wynn and like, I feel like you're going to think that I'm crazy. Cause I'm like, Oh, this is how I feel. Um, but they're going back and forth and he's like, she calls herself early on slow release hot. She's like, yeah, people don't find me like hot until they get to know me. Like, I'm like, you know, you have to get to know me to like love me. And he says that he's slow release boring. And he says, um, I've had 10 years to come to terms with this. People are interested right up front, but it never lasts. I told you, I don't date friends, and that's why. Because once I get together with someone, really let them in, the novelty wears off fast. It's been that way since high school when girls would come from out of town for the summer, and it's still that way. I'm not all that interesting. And, like, I kind of, like, understand what he means in a way. Yeah. And I don't feel this way anymore, but, like, growing up, I always felt – I kind of felt both ways. I, all, I At times I was like, oh, boys have to get to know me to like me. And then I was like, but once – 
they like me, like once they get to know me, like they're not interested anymore because they're going to figure out that I'm like not, I always feel like I had to always be like the super outgoing, like fun, charismatic person all the time when I was younger to like keep people interested in me. And that's why I feel like I relate to this book so much. Like I don't feel that way anymore. I'm like very much like confident in like who I am and I really just don't give a shit. But grow like in my 20s, this is exactly how I felt. Well, I think in like a lot of people can probably relate to that girl and boy. I think girls are maybe a little bit more vocal about it later in life. Like if you are okay, like, you know, you kind of can reflect back. Cause like, I feel like I was the same way too. Like it gets like so funny. So I feel like I was a very independent kid and like person throughout like a certain grade. And then all of a sudden there was like a switch and like, I was okay for a little bit. Got through college. Mm -hmm. was totally fine. But you're right. Like, I feel like I hit my twenties and it was like, you start thinking like, am I good enough? Like, do yeah, like I just like did me. Like, am I like, okay, I'm like, you're funny. I'm not. And that like, and that never bothered me. But, like that might bother some people. Like if you're not the witty friend, like, I don't know. Like, I think a lot of people probably go through that too. And then, yeah, like, I think I turned up, like you came onto the other side of like your twenties. I was like, I don't give mm-hmm. a fuck. Like, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. <laughs> yeah. And like when, so I graduated the year before Gil, obviously, cause I'm older than him, but I, Ooga. His entire senior year, I was I was constantly like, we should break up. And he was like, why? I'm like, because I don't know. Like, what if, like, you should just be out, like, meeting new people. Like, I don't want to hold you back. Like, I was constantly trying to get him to break up with me because I just was <laughs> – I was like, he needs to go out and experience other people. Like, I'm not – like, I'm not enough. Like, and it's like, I just – that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like Wynn feels like that. And, like, it breaks my heart for him because he's so – he's so amazing. He is, but again, I understand too because he's he goes to college and he goes on a on a schol- uh, an athletic scholarship, mm-hmm. and it's a I mean it's an Ivy League school. Like everybody there is like very smart. He never feels like he feels like he's trying so hard. He's just getting by, so he feels like yeah. the dumbest person in the room all the time, which is very sad. And he feels like you know people only ever cared about his like looks, never found him interesting, and he couldn't keep up with them. Um, and then they graduate and, you know, Harry has, is in med school and going to be a doctor and he doesn't have a career. He's like working in a bookstore and he's kind of trying to find his way where like all of his friends have already found themselves. And I feel like that's when you're in your twenties, that's hard. Um, that was me. Like, I, yeah, no, right. Friends like went, all my friends in high school, like knew what they wanted to go to school for, did it, got degrees in it, got jobs in it. And like. I was that kid that thought they knew what they wanted, got to college, went for, went away for a year and was like, this is definitely not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Came home, went into the community college for a year and a half, two years, like worked full time, went to school part time essentially because I had no fucking clue what I wanted to do. So I was like, why am I going to like spend my time in school, contemplated not even going to school anymore, transferred, went to go transfer somewhere, ended up backing out, went to go transfer somewhere else, transferred, like, you know what I mean? So, and like still walked away with a degree that, and like, I think it was like, wait, what do you do with this? Like, yeah. So then I was like, so more school, like in reality, like I didn't, I don't even think I stopped to think like, well, should I like maybe ask someone before going into grad school what I should do? Cause now you, yeah, you just kind of feel lost. Head. Yeah. You feel like I was just one of those kids that just didn't have a direction. And like everyone else, even my sister, like was dead set on being a fashion major since the time that she can like talk like has like my mom has like the coolest idea my sister won't listen to this like it's not gonna spoil anything but like there's a picture of gina who made like like links out of um construction paper she made a skirt 
And like when I tell you this kid was probably like 98, like she did an ombre colored skirt out of like construction paper, made it like like it started out like purple and like faded to a different color. So my mom like is going to post when she like finds a dress, like put the two side by side. And I'm like, so again, like this kid, like from that young of an age, like yeah. always knew what she wanted to do, went to school for it and like is working in it. Like I just never had that. No. So I get what Wynn's saying too. Like, and again, when you're in Ivy League school, like I'd kind of feel like out of sorts too. Like, sure. Like I might be smart, but like not this level smart. So you do feel like on the outs. Yeah. I mean, my brother, my cousins, they're all like so much smarter than me. Like, and growing up, I was always so insecure about it. I mean, there's different levels, obviously, of like in different degrees of yeah. intelligence, obviously. Um, but like, just like the smart, like the most creative and like smart people, like I'm in a room with them and I just sound like a big fat dummy. And they probably all punch me for saying that about myself. But um, yeah, because you definitely probably don't. But like, that's how you feel. Right. But I feel like that. I'm also just like their younger girl cousin. So I feel like no matter what, I would always feel stupid around them. But um, yeah, so like, I, I mean, I, I understand. And I mean, I'm 34. And like, I still like I've, you know, I, I work, I have a great job. I still don't really know what I want to do with my life. Gil asked okay. me the other day. He's like, so like, what do you where do you see, your, see yourself going next? And I'm like, I have no idea. I thought I wanted to be a manager. I do not want to manage people. I want to be left Managing alone. Managing people is so fucking hard. No one tells you how fucking hard it is. I don't have the have patience to, oh. for it. But again, I that's what I thought. Either. That's what I thought I wanted. And now I'm like, you know what? No, I don't. So I I'm like, I don't know. I do. No, I, I don't. I'm fucking degrees and I still don't know what I want to fucking do. <laughs> I just want to make enough money where I can do nothing. I want to make enough money doing nothing that I don't need to worry about buying books. The only thing that I can honestly say now is I want to be home for the rest of my life working because this is a game changer mentally. Yeah. And for my pockets because commuting is expensive. <laughs> That's all I can say. Like if I had no. like, like if we played the like, what would you do if you went back to school? Like I can come up with a couple different answers, but that doesn't mean once I put myself through it, I'd like it. Right. No, because I always said, oh, I want to be a therapist or um, um, a dermatologist. Godspeed. I could never, I could never, if I just, and like, listen, I, I think I love talking to people about like anxiety. Like I like talking about all that, but I like talking about it with like friends and I kind of like being like, oh, I think this person's this way because they have like, I don't know, childhood trauma. I don't know. I just like think it's cool. Like how you can diagnose people. And like when you were in therapy, you didn't know what your triggers were. So I think it's like very cool that you can like talk about things like that. And somebody is like, Oh, well, have you ever thought about this? And you're like, like you can help somebody like that's crazy yeah. to me. But I also have very little patience for people. And I feel like I would be a therapist and I would come home and I'd be like, I fucking hate all my patients. All they do is bitch and moan. No, all they're doing is complaining. And like, you're right. Like I didn't like even like going back again, cause I put myself into therapy again, um, to be proactive, um, with the postpartum, but like, she said something again. She's like, oh yeah, you have a lot of repetitive thinking, which like is OCD, which like, mm -hmm. but again, like I never, I always chalked up to just like general anxiety, but like, it's a lot of like obsessive compulsive. <laughs> thoughts. Yeah. But like, it's just, it's so fascinating, but yeah, like, no, right. I, I could never do that. Like I always, I always say like, if I would go back, I'd be a medical examiner. The dead don't talk. <laughs> That's but I true. Always, the, the morgue was my most favorite class. And I was like, I get this. I don't like dead bodies. <laughs> So that's out for me. I love watching videos of pimples. Like I love that's how I like oh, relax same. in bed. 
I follow this account. I watch pimple videos for like 10 minutes. I go to sleep. Like, oh, when when they get it out. It's so blackheads in the ear are like my jam right now. I love it so much. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I want to be dermatologist. Like, I don't want to deal with other stuff. I just want to pop people's pimples. Like, I don't want to see like your disgusting rashes. So yeah, I don't know what I would do, honestly. Or like cut off like freckles and shit, like moles, mole, mole, yeah, mole, like, mole, mole. I just, um, yeah, I just, yeah. So I don't know. I just want to be. I want to vibe. That's my dream job, vibing. Yeah, I wanted to be like an oceanographer for the longest time. I will say, if I had to like work on a boat and like take water samples and stuff like that, I'd still do it. But yeah, like so, it's just you know, I'm with you. Everything's yeah, like I a would, great idea, but you have no idea what you're in for until you're in it. Yeah, exa- exactly. So. <laughs> That's a very roundabout way to say that Wynn was feeling lost yes. and he didn't know what he wanted to do. And then, unfortunately, his father dies. Yeah. So sad. Like, so Harriet's parents or her whole family, they don't have like a, they all love each other, but they don't talk about their feelings. They don't say I love you to each other. Everybody's like very kind of shut off in a way. And when uh, Wynn's dad... The last time they visited him, he gave her a hug and he said, sleep well, love you so much, kiddo, which is what he said to all of his kids, like Wynn and his sisters, before they would like go to bed. And that was, you know, obviously his dad like accepting her into the family and it meant so much to her. And then he passed away like, you know, shortly after. And I think that Harriet was mourning him as well, obviously. I mean, basically a father-in-law. I know they weren't officially married, but they were engaged. We were together for a long time. That's her father-in-law. Um very upsetting but felt like she had felt like she had to be strong and like not show emotion to like counteract how sad Wynn was and then Wynn felt like he couldn't be sad in front of her because he thought that she was kind of like detached from it and she says how sometimes he comes back and he thinks I'm asleep and he'll finally let himself cry and I think though I don't want to know to whom or what please please help please help him stop hurting so much like doesn't that hurt your soul like but, like, I get it, too, in a way, because I'm very detached from my emotions. And when my father, like, when my dad died, I was, I mean, I was very okay, not just because I'm detached from emotions, but, like, I, I just process, like, sadness and grief, like, in a very different way. And I was, like, thinking, like, because Gil said, Gil was, like, if this was my, my dad, like, my reaction would be very different. And I don't know how I would like react to somebody else's grief. Like, I think she didn't know how to process her own grief and therefore she didn't know how to like help. Well, and I think it's a natural reaction to almost like, cause even like when they're kind of finally fighting and he's like, you know, you never tried for me. Like you never cried. You never fought. He's like, so that's half the reason why I think he even like walked away. Cause like she was just kind of like, okay with everything in his mind. Um, And she never put up a fight. And like, I think a lot of us, especially, Again, it could be more of a male thing too. I just know myself, but like, I like a fight, like fight for me. Like show me you, show me you care and want me. Don't just sit there. Cause if you sit there, it kind of just to me, it sounds like this isn't really what you want. You're just like going with the flow. Um, right. But they finally like, like they finally get into a fight and he's like, I like this because like, I finally, you're fighting for me. And, and I know arguing, what, and I know how you, I know what you're feeling. feeling. And like when it finally comes out, like she thought she had to be like this stone cold wall so he mm-hmm. could feel his emotions but like and again i i don't know how i mean even when with you like i as the as a f- best friend like you don't want to like 
hover and be like, are you okay? Because like, like no one wants to be asked 24-7 if they're okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no. But at the same time too, then you don't want to ask because you don't want to c- come across as like not caring. And then sometimes too, like when pe- like people send gifts and send you things. Mm-hmm. And it's like sometimes it's like caring, but like sometimes it can also be overwhelming. So like, it's really hard to sometimes find a way to like walk yeah. that perfect line because you don't ever want to be too much, but you don't ever want to be not enough. Right. Like I, I, when, yeah, I'll say when my dad died, it was Lauren, like Lauren texted me, like, I mean, most of my friends texted me every day, but I just remember like Lauren, it was like a week later. She was like, okay, this is the last time I'm, I'm checking in on you. You know that I love you. I'm there for you if you ever want to talk, but she's like, but I'm going to stop asking you. And I was like, I appreciate that. Thank you. Because again, too, like how many times too, as the person who is like grieving, can you say, oh, like, no, I'm good. Like, you know. And for me, I'm, I'm just like, I joke, I make, I think like when I told you guys like that, he was like, you know, he, he was on hospice for a while, but I think it was like the last like two weeks when he went on like end of life care. I like texted, I think you, and then I texted my friend, my other um, high school friends. And I just like made a joke about it. I'm like, Hey guys, just like letting you know, my dad's going to die soon. Like wanted to like give you the heads up so that I don't, you know, text you in a few days and say, Hey, he's dead. And they were all like, Teresa. Why are you going to say it like that? And I'm like, I don't know. It just makes me feel better to make it a joke. Like, just, but that's, I also, I also think that's not the norm. No, it's not the norm, but that, but it's how you process. But it's also just like, I don't know how I would, like, I can't put myself in your shoes, but like at the same time too, I'm, I'm assuming at some point too, like you don't want to keep spilling your guts and feelings. Like Mm -hmm. it's almost like you become so emotionally exhausted. You don't want to keep repeating yourself. Yeah. But also I feel like when you finally maybe have like a moment where of course he's on your brain, but you're kind of in like a, like you're actually feeling okay. Like the last thing you probably want to see too is someone's text coming through and be like, how are you today? Yeah. And it's like, great. Now it's bringing me back down. (laughs) Like I have to like, answer you and yeah like i feel like after a certain point it's it's always like it's like those memes that you see all the time too it's like when people are like oh hey how are you like they're really not asking how are you they just want like a quick like okay like like you could be like fires erupting behind you but you're just gonna say good because that's probably what they want like right it's probably like the same thing too like after a while you're just like someone's just checking in i'm gonna be like what am i imagine if you were like i'm fucking devastated like i mean no one expects you to say that everyone's no. always like expect something else so yeah <laughs> I mean, but I yeah think, so that's but... that's why like I understood where both of them were coming from like when not wanting to cry in front of Harriet Harriet not wanting to be like be sad over it. she's like it's not my dad and like if he's yeah. not cry- like then who am I to be like so I understand where both of them were coming from again it all comes down to the fact that they were so much alike that their communication and yeah. those like tough times were so lacking. Yeah. But again, the, they had to go through this rough patch and now they're stronger as a couple. And I just like, I love, yeah, I love at the end, like, you know, no name calling. Um, it's okay to walk away. Everyone says, don't go to bed angry, but sometimes a person needs time to think. And if you need that, it's okay, but you should tell me because otherwise the person might assume that you're leaving for good. Yeah. And I've always said that to Gilly because he needs... Gil's the kind of person, like, he needs to collect his thoughts and, like, decide how he feels about a situation. And at first, I never, I didn't understand that about him. I just kind of took him shutting down as, like, he just didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. And then, like, three days later, he would, like, be like, okay, now I can talk about it because I thought on what you were saying. And, like, yeah. now I can have, because, again, too, sometimes it's good to have a person, like, because I'll just keep going. Oh, same. 
And it's good that he is like, let's like, let's like stop, mm-hmm. take a break, because sometimes you're just talking in circles, and then sometimes you're just getting defensive because now you're like you're feeling like somebody's yeah. the person's attacking you, and it's not constructive. But again, like when said, just tell me if you need to take a step away, if you need time to think about it, so that I don't think that you're like closing up and leaving. Yeah. I'm like, that's how, like, if I go to bed at night, because that's when, like, my spiraling thoughts occur. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like, I have a husband who's very, like, I'm not laid back and he is. So, yeah, like, they're, like, you and Gil have, like, a balance. We have a balance. Um, yeah. And, like, my thing, too, is, like, you don't need to, like, hash, like, I'm, I'm like you. I can hash shit out right then and there. I can talk in circles. I, I cry because I get frustrated. Um, so, it's, Me like, too. I, I can, like, hammer things out immediately. Tom doesn't. But I will say, like, hey, look, like, is if you're going to go to bed and I, you know I'm feeling a certain way and you're – whatever, you're processing your shit, just, like, just like a check-in. Like, hey, look, like, we're good. We're fine. But, like, I need to marinate and, like, we'll talk to more tomorrow. But, like, love you. And I'd be like, okay, I'll shut the fuck up and, like, roll over and go to bed now. But, like, when – yes, like, I get that too. Like, if someone just shuts down on me and rolls away and yeah. goes to sleep, I'd be like, wow, you don't give a fuck. <laughs> like mm-hmm. – <laughs> Yeah, like, it's just, I think it all just goes back to communication, too, obviously. Yeah, like, this part kind of reminded me of, like, how your brain works. It's at the end when they're kind My of, like... My brain in particular? Your brain. <laughs> when you don't tell me what's wrong, I assume things. And all I can think about is that I've messed things up. Yep. And he she, he goes, that's not healthy. And she goes, I know, but it's the truth. Yeah. And, yeah. and But, like, I'm like that, too. If Gil's, like, in a bad mood, I'm like, was is it me? Did yeah, I do something? I do. Did I do something? Like, I'll be like, was it me? I'll just po- I'll poke the bear and then he'll be like, yeah. no, I'm I'm like just like annoyed about work or like whatever. But I'm like, if you don't tell me what's wrong, I'm going to assume it's about me. And then I'm going to sit here and I'm going to be like, what did I do? And I'm going to stew on it. Yep. Dude, our fucking brains. I think I think most people are like that. I mean, yeah, because at the same time, too, like the last thing you ever want is like the person that you think of as like your best friend who you love yeah. like, to be mad at you. And you have no idea why there'd be, it'd be, I think it'd be a little different. Like you knew if you did something to piss somebody off. Yeah. Like when I get really fucking hangry and I lash out, I'll be like, <laughs> how cute am I? Like after I'm fed and I'll be like, I fucked up. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like if you don't know, like that fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you I mean, it, and you're like, what did I do? It's like those times when Gil was like, I think Katie's mad at you. And I was like, why? What did I do? And well, I, I don't understand why you ever thought about those things. I think he's just over, like, zealous. And, and I feel like it's, like, all of a sudden I become, like, the little sister in his eyes. <laughs> and, like, you just, you get tired and quiet. So, like, you'll just, like, excuse yourself from, like, the party and, like, go to bed. And be like, I think it's because she's mad at you. And I'm like, what? No, I- because it's past 10 p.m. It's That means it's yeah. the time. <laughs> like, you're giving me a complex. Fucking guy. Yeah, like I, I, like, I can't hang. I Irish goodbye. I don't really drink. So it's, yeah, like, I get it. But yeah, like, it's not me. But you know me, and I understand you. So it's like. Yeah. She's going to do what she needs to do. So maybe we're just going to make sure she's breathing. <laughs> like, I don't know. No, I'm going to go check on Katie, and then I'll just, like, also disappear. Disappear. <laughs> Irish goodbye. I love it. It's, oh, it's so good. There's no point to ever say goodbye to people. It's like one of those, like, I'm out. I just do the, now I'm just like, bye everybody. I'm like, I'm not hugging every single person at this party. Oh, you mean like my mother and my mother-in-law? I mean my- uh, My mother-in-law? Your mother-in-law and my mom. Okay. When they say bye, they say bye for two fucking hours. That's not an exaggeration. So Katie's birthday was 
like a week and a half ago at this point. And we were having a party at her parents' house. And obviously my mother-in-law was there as Katie's aunt. And she said goodbye. And I said, I looked at Gil and I said, your, your parents are still going to be here in an hour. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I go in the kitchen. I said, didn't she goodbye to me 45 minutes ago? And she's like, oh, I'm just, you know, and we're just chit-chatting. She's like in her coat. And then it was another like 30 minutes until they finally left. Then she came back around though to say goodbye again. Oh, cool. Joe sat down with another plate of, of food at one point. I was yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Didn't you leave? Yeah, he was like, oh, yeah. He's like, no. He's like, you know my wife. She held the baby again. I was like, what's happening? Yeah, no, she didn't know. She said goodbye. She said goodbye and then like, and then did another wraparound. Oh my God. It's so funny. Um, But yeah, I give Happy Place five stars. Easily five stars. I mean, People We Meet on Vacation is my least favorite of Emily Henry's books. Not that it's bad. It just, if I'm, if I'm ranking them. Okay. You haven't read People We Meet on Vacation yet, right? Okay. So I'll rank, I'll rank the four. You can rank three. I'm going to go Beach Read with Book Lovers, like right under it. Like just barely. Okay. But I want to do a reread of Book Lovers, so I might change it. But right now it's Beach Read. Very, very much right under that Book Lovers. Then Happy Place. Then People We Meet on Vacation. So, so when you say under, like you mean like, so Beach Read is your favorite still? Yeah. Okay. I definitely did not meet read people we meet on vacation. Um, gosh, how do I want to rate this? I'd probably say, dare I say this might be my favorite. I think it's just because it was so relatable. And again, I'm yeah, not no, like it a, really was. I'm not like a sad book girly. That's not my. That's not my thing. I just think it was like. Again, I feel like I closed this book and I was like, my eyes opened a bit more for like how to always be in communication but again like this just like hit home i would say mm-hmm. happy pay- place um book lovers then beach read yeah in Moya, but i just love emily henry like now i'm like what's her next one what's next give me more and and okay and i'm also going to be really honest so i signed up for the arc on neck alley and after i like signed up i was like i kind of hope i don't get it because the arcs went out in like january and february i yeah i think january and february and I was like, if I read it and I can't talk about it until until April, like that, I, I mean, I do want a Crescent City 3 arc. They're not sending out arcs for that book. I would take that though. But only, I would only want it like a week ahead of time. Say like, they were like, oh, you could have the Crescent City arc in November, but it doesn't come out to the end of January. I couldn't do it because I would want to tell everybody about it. And there's something so fun about going to like the bookstore on release day and getting the book and going home and like reading it with like everybody else and everybody's excited and reading it at the same time that like I, there was like another opportunity to sign up for the happy place arc. And I was like, no. And then there was the audio arc and I was like, I'm not signing up for it because I just wanted to wait until it came out. And I did, I went straight to the barns. I went straight to the bookstore. I got it and I started it. And I fucking loved it. It's so funny because, like, I mean, again, fortunate that we've received many of ARCs. Um, oh, yeah. I'm not, not, like, I'm, I'm not dissing ARCs. Know, There's you, just yeah, big no. releases. I think it's really fun to read, like, on release day. That, but I also feel like um, it puts this weird pressure of, like, you have to read this right now. Whereas, like, yeah. of course, I w- like, if I got the Happy Place ARC, I want to read it, but I feel like when you start putting, like, because someone's not also saying like, well, now you have to read it. It almost is like, 
it almost makes me a little nervous because then I'm like, well, what if I don't like it? Well, what if I can't like yeah. connect with it? Like, what if I can't read it in time? Like things like that. So I feel like it puts that notion in your head. Whereas, like, yeah, like if you just get it on release day, it's like, oh, okay, cool. And it's like I don't know. I get to it when I get to it. Yeah, and like I like went to the I like went to the bookstore and like they had the whole table set up, and I was like, I'm here for Happy Place. Yeah, like let me run to the table and hopefully get a copy. Yeah, Yeah, and like I remember, so we got the My Killer Vacation by Tessa Bailey. We got that arc, and that was um, the arcs were sent out in January, and the book didn't release till June. So like there was like five months between when we read it and when it released. And like, yes, I loved it. I was like, oh, it was amazing. Gung ho for it. But I couldn't talk about it. And then when it did come out, I was like, what happened in that book? Because I read it six months ago. I don't remember, I don't remember yeah, like, what happened. Wait, re- re- remind me again? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, again, still freaking fortunate. I'm definitely signing up for some arc still. But yeah, like, if there's just like a difference when you're getting it on release day versus not. Like, even Fourth Wing, like, I think we got an email for the arc. Yeah, but we, yeah, no, we got the email, but we said that we couldn't. We had, like, so much going on a couple months, but, like, then I, then they were in Barnes Noble before they were supposed to be, and Mm -hmm. I sprinted over there. I got, like, the last copy. I mean, completely fucking obsessed with that book. So, yeah, it almost, like, makes you- I know, I still have to read it. Like, like, I should have, like, just said yes to the arc, but I'm almost, like, low-key glad that, like, I didn't, (laughs) because then it was, like, yeah, like, the excitement of, like, rushing to Barnes Noble to hopefully find it in my Barnes Noble- yeah. And I got the last and, copy. And there's also sometimes like when you feel like the pressure, like, oh, I have to read this. You don't enjoy it as much because you're either like not in the mood for it or it just feels like a chore that you have to like accomplish. So like, I like, I don't know. I'm just like right now, I'm just like enjoying just like reading what I'm kind of in the mood for. It's like yeah, feeling like really nice. oriented. And then I'm sure we'll segue back into like, we need this right now. But yeah, like I'm with you. Like we're very mood focused. I mean, there are, yeah, like there are definitely arcs that like I want and that I would never say no to. Um, But I also just like, I don't know. It's also just like nice to kind of like, I've been very mood ready and I've been, I've been only, I haven't bought anything new. So I've only now every... Um, I keep bringing five books down at a time and like reading that pile. And then I'll bring five more books. Cause my TBR cart is overflowing. It's making me sick. Like I like the other day, I was like, I'm going to throw all these out and start over. I'm not, that's insane. But yeah, I don't know. So that's where I'm at right now. I got a bunch of Barnes Noble gift cards for my birthday and for having a baby. Thank you all. Um, and now I'm like, I want to go to the bookstore obviously and i'm going to go but then it's always like that like do you buy new books or do you buy things that you already read and again like i'm only working i'm moving obviously shocker that doesn't that shouldn't surprise anybody here she's moving closer to me we're gonna be neighbors (laughs) again um but like i'm like okay i only have like one bookshelf i do have something else from my in my parents garage like i can obviously bring to the apartment as well if there's room um Mm -hmm. But, like, you start, like, dabbling with, like, do I just start? Like, what do you buy? <laughs> like, it's so hard. <laughs> we should. Okay. Don't go to the bookstore. I'll come down and I'll go with you and we can bring Leah. Okay. We do. Leah does need to go to Barnes & Noble. She's never been. She has never been. Okay. Be so I fun. mean, you can go without me, but, like, I'll just come. But we should still go together. I was actually thinking about it, too. It's like, we should do, like, one together, too. Yeah. I mean, I can come to you or you can come up here. Works for me. 
right. Well, next week we are interviewing Amber Nicole. Um, Throne of Gods and Monsters comes out, um, which is book Very two. Uh, and uh, book two of like, it's the series is called Gods and Monsters, but it's Book of Azrael is book one. This is book two. It's coming out next week. We're interviewing her. We're very excited. I am 63% in, so I should probably finish that today or tomorrow. It's very good. Book of Azrael, we actually did a podcast episode on it. Um, so that was amazing. I suggest if you've all, if you read Book of Azrael last year, like we did, listen to that episode as like a refresher. Um, because so much happened that I just like completely forgot about. Yes. Um, and I'm, I'm really, I'm really enjoying the arc right now. Um, she's just like a really phenomenal writer. I'm not going to give any spoiler. I'm not going to say anything. Um, but yeah, I'm only 15% in, but definitely pre-order it. Um, and if you haven't read a book of Azriel, you definitely should, because it was definitely one of the top fantasy books that we read last year. One million percent. Um, and then the last week is our Taylor Swift episode. It's spilling the tea, but it's our Taylor Swift episode because next Friday we're going to the concert and I'm so excited and I have like three different outfits, but I think that I know what I'm, I think I know what I'm definitely going to wear unless the weather's trash and then it'll change. But I'm just so excited to see her. I know me too. I think she's really excited to see me, honestly. She should definitely be excited to see you. I had a a nightmare. I texted you about it. So... I had a, I'm going to call it a nightmare, not a dream, that it was the day of the Taylor Swift concert and I forgot and I didn't have time to get ready and I didn't have time to put the gems in my hair or that like, I didn't have, it was, it was a lot. I need to think about how I'm going to do my hair because I, I wanted to curl it, which I probably still will, but like, I need to figure out like the rhinestone placement I want to do. I might just go for it too. There's going to be no placement. And then I know what I'm wearing. My jacket, I think, is delivering tomorrow. But it's just a matter of I'm wearing pants versus shorts. I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm slicking back my bangs. That's smart. And like gemming, putting all star gems here. Do and I think I'm going to crimp. Gems? No. And then I'm going to put them all over my face. <laughs> we'll and then I'm going to put them, them and then I'm going to vajazzle my vagina. <laughs> Zodiac Academy sneaks all in real quick. And I'm just going to put them all over my titties. So when I so when I flash, flash her, her from the nosebleeds, I want the light to reflect off them so she sees me. <laughs> you should write, I love you. <laughs> With the bedazzled boobs. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys see a girl at MetLife next week. Uh, or with you hear of someone being arrested. <laughs> bedazzled titties. Imagine I'm like, I really just start like, I just get so excited to start stripping down. Please don't. Do I that. okay. I will. So, I will walk away from you so I can stay at the concert and you just go to prison. <laughs> I will let you go in a minute, but I'm going to tell you this because I think that you guys need to be on watch because there is a chance that I cry. So I'll depending, it's it's all going to depend on her secret songs because I I have a whole list of what I want to hear and it's dwindling down. It's getting smaller. But she she did um. This is uh, This Love, and on, I think it was night two she did it, maybe night one. Regardless, this past weekend in Philly she did it. And I love that song so much, and I just, like, watched it, and it was just, like, she was just, the like, the acoustics and just, like, her on the piano singing it. And I was, like, if I was there, I think I would have cried. Like, I was getting, like, emotional watching her. You're so funny. I'm definitely not going to cry. 
<laughs> no, I think I'm just going to be like tears of like joy. I think if I try to speak to you, you might hit me. Same with your mother. You might tell your mom to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm going to just loud be... for you. You might tell us to shut the fuck up. Um, you're not going to pay attention to anybody. I feel like you're going to be like that kid in the candy store. Where your eyes are like bug eyed. You might have some yeah. jewel hanging because you're just going to be like in awe of watching this show. No, I, I really am. Videos for everyone to see this and witness it. They I, will. I really. If I if if I cry at this concert, I'll never hear the end of it because I don't. I don't I didn't even cry when my dad died. <laughs> anyway, on that note, that's our schedule. You can find it on Instagram. I was gonna say TikTok. You can't find our schedule on TikTok. You can find you us on TikTok. You can find our schedule on Instagram though. Um, yes. and we have not come up with a June schedule yet. But we're halfway through this month, so we'll we'll say, discuss. You know, it's, date. Yeah. <laughs> it's May it's it's May fifteenth. So we we're have through. we have two weeks left until June. Um I have some we'll ideas, so just keep do an eye on do, the Instagram. Do text me, because I don't have any ideas. Yeah, no, but um on that note, Katie Jean. Thank you so much for listening to our episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to subscribe to receive notifications anytime a new episode drops. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at thebff.bookclub. If you have any comments, questions, book recommendations, or books you want us to talk about in future episodes, please send us an email at thebff.bookclub1 at gmail.com. We appreciate your support. See you, fuckers. Bye.